Good to be with you again. This week at Growing Disciples, we're reflecting on our connection to Jesus Christ and to one another, focusing on the pictures and metaphors for church that God has given us in the Bible. And we want to delight in a renewed confidence in relation to God so that we also will stand together as God's people in a renewed love, in forgiveness and support and commitment. So for the next few minutes, I want us to soak up the truth that God is our Father. And together as church, we are His children. Now understand that a picture of a father may not immediately endear itself to everyone, perhaps because of your experience with your human father. Not all fathers are great. But nonetheless, Jesus teaches us to call God our Father. When one of his disciples asks how to pray, Jesus famously responds in Matthew 6, This then is how you should pray. Our Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Who is God? He is Father. But more than that, He is our Father. In relation to Jesus and to the gathered disciples who learn, who yearn to learn how to pray, Jesus says to us all, address God together as our Father. In common, we all alike share in the same Father. It's an amazing privilege to call him ours. Mind you, it's not that we own him or can claim him as such as our own, but rather that he claims us as his own. And in that sense, he is our father. And just in case we confuse him with any earthly father, our father is in heaven and his name is holy. His kingdom will come and his will will be done. What a great and marvelous father we share. Now, central to this picture of God as Father uh, is the idea that uh, not only do we share Him, but that we are His children. Um, to really understand uh, ourselves as church, as the children of God, takes us to Ephesians chapter 4, where this relationship of Father and children is foundational. Of course, God is triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as this chapter will go on to say much about the Son and the Spirit, it all begins, however, with Father. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So as we saw from 1 Corinthians 12 yesterday, there is one body, that's the church, and there is just one church because there is just one Holy Spirit, one Lord, Jesus, and so only one faith and one baptism. And at the center of all of this is one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And so it's clear that God is not only Father to His Son and His Spirit, but that He's also Father to us, the one God and Father of all. When Paul tells the Corinthians the same thing, God the Father is also the source of all things for the church. So he writes, uh, 1 Corinthians 8, For us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. There is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. Who is the Father in the midst of the church? He is the source and the originator of all things. He is over all. He is our supreme, all-powerful, all-seeing, all-knowing, all-loving Father. There's no competition 
or seniority conflict with the Lord Jesus or the Holy Spirit because they are one triune God. But the Father is uniquely over all, through all and in all. We live for him. So reflecting for just a few moments on this picture of God as Father, supreme over us all, working through us all, working in us all, starts to shape the way I look and we look at other members of church. He is a father brooding over, protecting, delighting in every one of his unique children. Everyone is so important. Just as every child is valuable in the eyes of their parents, God is our father of all. I think the goal in this for you and me is now to look at each other as children of the same father, as a fellow member of church. You're under the same father as me. Our father is at work through you for my God, for my good, and for the growth of his kingdom. Our Father is at work in you, growing you in holiness, in character, in love, in Christ-likeness. Your worth and significance is entirely bound to your identity as a child of the same Heavenly Father. We take special care when we see a under-construction sign by the side of the road as we drive past. Well, how much more care when we see the signs of God at work in the lives of others in our church. Our Father is at work through each other and in each other. So let's be very careful before we criticise or tear down the children of our great Father. If you, like me, can be quick to dive into criticism or cynicism or that superior attitude with another Christian, let's remember that this person is our Father's workmanship. That person is under construction. And it's with this in mind that we recognise that God's fatherly discipline may also come our way or the way of our brothers and sisters. The writer to the Hebrews says, Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They, human fathers, disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. So our common father, infinitely great and good, is disciplining us to grow us. And so he shapes our relationships with each other. How can we lie to each other? How can we hold a grudge? How can we mistreat the beloved child of our father? With God as our father, we have an entirely renewed pattern of relationship for life together as church. Not just for now, but our shared hope draws us forward into eternity. I love the way the Apostle John says it. He writes, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that's what we are. The reason that the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are the children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. All who have this hope in Him purify themselves just as he is pure. 
as we draw together these several strands into one rope, we can take comfort and confidence in our relationship with our Heavenly Father. He loves us as a father. And he calls us to address him as Father. He is our Father and we are his children, though we do not yet grasp all that this means. I invite each one of us now to address our thanks to God, for he is our Father.